pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. The 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my Three Subs Podcast. A soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. Big event in the home front. A eh, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool, you know, uh, on this podcast and... And I brought us in. This is the big front here. Yeah, yes, yes. Well played, brother. Well played. It's not added time. We'll call this like uh, uh, practice time. Uh, I don't know what to call this really, but it's, it's a bonus like, episode. It's kind of like when you're a season ticket holder and you get bonused out the domestic cup games. Yeah, that's it. We we got bonused out. Here we go. Um, but a very big event happened this week in our hometown. Obviously, you're right. We do like to talk about broader soccer uh, things going on in the world, but we're located in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. It's so close to our heart, obviously, is our home team, Memphis 901 FC. And when they have something big, we're obviously going to uh, not only bring that to you, uh, but cover it in person whenever possible. And that was the case this week as a major announcement went down at AutoZone Park, the home of Memphis 901 FC. We can say we called it, though, uh, because we had mentioned what was this, a couple weeks ago. On the podcast that we said that, you know, Tim Howard's probably going to be named something bigger. We knew that something was going down because right. that we, we knew that there was a void in the management structure. And when you've got a guy that is capped 121 times at the international <laughs> level, right. hundreds of games in the top league in the world, you've got somebody with a lot of experience and also as a part owner, someone that has skin in the game that it would only make sense that we would see an announcement of, of the sort that we just heard this week. For lack of a better term, all the suits were in-house. Uh, we were there joining our, and I'm happy to say this, our friends uh, at Memphis 901 FC to hear the announcement that Tim Howard has named the sporting director of Memphis 901 FC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Freund, uh, the principal owner of the club, was in. Craig Unger, uh, Tim Howard, who's also a part owner along with Craig and Peter uh, had the big announcement yesterday, and uh, it was actually a pretty packed house at the press conference yesterday. It was great to see other local media there covering the team. This team has caught hold yeah. in the city, so they weren't going through the motions. This was this was a captive audience that they had yesterday. Well, I, and I say friends, too, because you actually stopped and talked to uh, Coach Mulqueen. You talked to now Sporting Director Howard, I guess we can say, and, and you talked to Principal Owner uh, Freund. You almost had a little... Almost had a Freundian slip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, okay, let's dive into what you guys talked about. You talked a little bit about the past and how maybe um, Coach Mulqueen and uh, Sporting Director Howard saw what was going on in the past. This is what they had to say. Tim, uh, congratulations, first of all. You said this is a dream come true in the uh, press conference. Why is this a dream come true for you after being an athlete for so many years? Um... Well, I can't be an athlete forever, you know, and so when I realized I was coming to an end, I was trying to figure out what it was that was going to excite me, what it was that was going to get me out of bed every morning and continue to pursue my dreams. I, I don't do very well when I'm bored, uh, and I like to be a guy who is successful and goal-setting and driven, and I'm not a coach. <laughs> I don't want to be a coach. It's a tough, tough profession, and in, in some of my doing my homework with friends of mine who are sporting directors and vice presidents of uh, MLS clubs, I realized how passionate they were, and I, and I thought that really aligned with what I wanted to do. How far back before your retirement were you considering this? Because I know the transition from eye level at the field to the upper level is a, is a totally different beast. It's different. Yeah, it's different. And, uh, I, you know, I would say probably 
three to five years. Five years of probably a pipe dream. Three years ago, it probably started to get more real. And you know, it's it didn't ha it didn't really have a formulated thought, right? Because there was no team in Memphis. So when I when I when I thought I want to be a sporting director, it meant nothing because I would have to be a sporting director probably in MLS somewhere or another USL club. Uh, and then this came about, and I, and I just thought. What an incredible opportunity, which is why I reached out to Peter, and I'm um, super passionate. And look, it's uh, I I think getting out there, kicking the ball, and competing is the ultimate. Um, probably second best to that is building a team that you think can win, because. Being in sports and winning and losing is passion for everybody. That was newly named sporting director Howard and Van Horn uh, talking about uh, <laughs> just being named. Now Van Horn talks to manager Mulqueen, a.k.a. manager Mulch. So easy. You know, we've been working on this plan for, for several months um, since our season ended and, and Tim's season ended in, uh, in MLS. And we kind of knew that this process was coming. Um, so, you know, Tim and I, obviously with our history together, we see the game uh, very similarly. So we, we took a good hard look at our season. Uh, we went back and watched every game that we played and evaluated um, players and positions and needs. And, uh, you know, we hit the ground running uh, just trying to address those needs uh, right away. And I love how you referred to virtually everyone except the principal owner, Peter Freund, by their last name. Because you got three Tims and Peter Freund that you're I having know. to refer to. I know. Instead of doing everybody's first and last name. That, for, for the sake of efficiency, you're just yeah. calling the Tims by the last name. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not like Tim. Which Tim? That Tim. Who's on first kind of thing. Yeah, no Abbott and Costello here. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's interesting to hear them talk in their own words about uh, looking back. And then, of course, you know, with 2020 ahead, it, it, it was just a really exciting press conference. You know, one thing that we, I think, both collectively kind of wonder about was the loan situation and how we handle the loan situation. How do they, how do the players feel about the loans? And you actually brought that up, the hard-hitting questions from from Tim Van Horn. Well, our loan policy, I think, I think is higher than most. What we believe in, in is, is our system and our club. Uh, I think the danger with some loans that some clubs feel is if I bring a player in from X club, they're not bought into our current club and they've got one foot in, one foot out the door. We don't believe that. We believe that we have a system here that we can bring a player in and he'll buy in 100% because we have leaders and we have the right players and we have a strong manager. Um, we have myself. We're not going to let anybody kind of come here and, and be willy-nilly. And so I think we're probably take about five loans this year from MLS, which, you know, is probably higher than most. But um, we, 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 had, we had really good success with our loans last year. I thought Caldwell was great. Elliot Collier developed as the year. I think he bought in 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right. I mean, Elliot was our second highest scorer. Um, Jeff Caldwell was fantastic. We obviously got a loan in Marcus Epps at the end of the season, who is a very highly touted player in, in MLS and USL circles. So, yeah, we did well with our loans. We're, we're very happy with that. I think you, you came into a good situation because you got good community involvement. Oh, yeah. The players, I think you got some terrific guys. Yeah. You got a pretty, got a pretty decent coach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what we did was we made sure that all our loan players were season-long loans, so they knew they were going to be here, with the exception of Marcus, because uh, we picked them up so late. Um, so they knew they were going to be here, and when we brought them on, we said to them, "Look, this is a two-way street. You work hard and do well for us. It's going to enhance your profile with your parent club, and if it's not with your parent club, with some club." who will now look at your body of work here and know that, okay, you know, Tim Mulqueen was in the MLS. He knows what the MLS looks like. So if he can give you a good recommendation, you play well for him, things will, will move well. Elliot, great example. 
came to us on the fringe of Chicago, ends up being capped for his senior team in New Zealand. Like to me, like that's fantastic. Jeff Caldwell goes from you know being the third goalkeeper distant at New York to being selected as one of only two players in the waiver draft to go to New England with with Bruce Arena and Bruce. You know, obviously one of the best coaches in, the, in U.S. soccer history. So Maybe a little uh, too good at the college level, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he won two Final Fours on yeah, that rat. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I thought we got the loans really right. Uh, I thought they were tremendous with how they bought into the city. And we need to do the same thing this year. Every USL team relies on loans. We need to make sure we get the right character and the right player. And I think that statement right there that Coach Mulqueen said, nailed it right on the head because loans can be a double-edged sword if you get the right person in the right situation it can benefit the player and the club but if you get the wrong player that comes to a club they can not only be disruptive right but you may have to send them away and not be able to let them fulfill their loan spell which then also opens up another roster spot and creates even more headaches right and he brought up the good point one foot in one foot out the door you know like he you wonder about that sometimes, you know. Even us, the outside, the the spectators looking in, going, "Is he really here? How here is he?" You know, kind of thing. He's always thinking about the next move. But uh, I, I, I'm bought in. I'm bought into that loan program with that. Another interesting little tidbit that you found from uh, now Sporting Director Howard is what's our take on an overseas player. And it's it's a I thought it was a great question because over the last few years you've seen the blossoming of the USL Championship. It has become a very strong second division league, and I'm just wondering uh, how those players see this league through their eyes, right? And you know what's Tim's take on how aware they are, right? And here's what he had to say. Without question, and, we, and we're going to do that. We we have two. Uh, uh, we have, well, actually, we have all our foreign spots filled, uh, but we absolutely have looked have looked far and wide, and and I think that will continue to be. Uh, we don't want to willy nilly just pretend that we're going to unearth diamonds or gems because I think that could be also be a waste of time. But, but if we find the right player on the rod, we're 100 percent going to bring them. In. A couple takeaways from that, though. Yeah. Right there, Tim Howard mentioning that there are a finite amount of foreign spots on a roster. I had no idea, but as a soccer player, as most soccer players have, even on the amateur level, I've never read a rule book anyway. I just, <laughs> I just go out there and try to score more or give up less than the other team. So well, I didn't know this. I think it's very um, telling, then, of the club's future and maybe to how Tim Howard sees uh, the future going. Maybe we get a little bit more fast-paced. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see now that we're less than two months away. We know that there are nine guys that are on the roster from last season. So unlike last year, there is a nucleus that's already here right. and some lessons to be learned from 2019. And and uh, head coach Tim Mulqueen talked a little bit about some lessons learned with an eye to the future. I think personally, I think um, one of the things that uh, I felt we did a good job of as a staff was blending uh, 25 new players into a team that cared about the city, cared about each other, and 99% of the time gave all they had on the pitch. Um, so I thought we did a good job with that. I mean, obviously, you know, that's reflective in 21 one-goal games. So we were in every match, so the, the boys competed. What I, what I feel we need to do better is we need to upgrade our talent level, for sure. Um, I think we need to be better in both boxes on set pieces. We gave away 15 points 
on on defensive set pieces, which if we take those points back, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. So um, that's been a point of emphasis for us in the offseason, making sure that we address those things. But, um, you know, I think our I think our style is going to be different this year. I think we're going to be more on the front foot, more pressing because we have better players, uh, better athletes. Um, so we can be much more aggressive in, in our approach to the game. I think as you view soccer around the world now and, and uh, with Tim's background as well, no team passes the ball 15 to 20 times and creates a chance anymore. It's all transition. It's all very quick. It's all high pressing. Uh, and we're going to adopt the same and, and really get in people's face and get after it. USL is just getting more competitive. Yes. Because you got Landon Donovan yes. out of San Diego, a guy named David Villa yes. uh, up in uh, Queens soon, which means it's going to be more competitive than ever. I know that Landon's going to be on the pit side yes. coaching. Yes. While he's coaching, you're going to be probably shaking hands, making calls. <laughs> and everything. Can you talk a bit about the competitiveness? Is this dry, Is this another reason to be driven in management because you've got oh, your yeah. peers that are coming after you as oh, well? Yeah, listen, that's twofold. The, the DDA Drugba, myself, Landon Donovan, Donovan Villa, I, I'm so excited to see those names. Um, you know, Jay Heaps down in Birmingham, uh, Ian Russell and, and, and Reno. There's so many uh, top names out there who have, who have, have MLS experience and, and experience at the highest, highest level that it's making people look at USL in a whole new light, and that's the idea. Uh, heck yeah, my competitive juices are going to be flowing. I want to win. I don't want those guys to do better than me, uh, and vice versa. But I can do that from a management standpoint because I can bring in players. I can I can sell this club to players. I think that's the probably the, uh, the uniqueness about this position is that I can really genuinely sink my teeth into it. And if I think a position needs to be upgraded or I think something needs to change, I can have, I can have direct input. Into I'm excited it. about that. That, that sounded good from, from your manager where he's wanting to blend and, and, and move forward with this, this, this roster. Obviously, you mentioned it before, we have this blood that's been here. It's now almost a Memphis blood line going through this, this club. I think we're in for a good ride here. Absolutely. I'm excited to see who the new players are going to be. And let's not forget, we're essentially getting two new players already with Raul Gonzalez, who did not get to play in the regular season last year. True. It's like getting a brand new midfielder. Yeah. And secondly, now that Tristan Hodge is healthy and had been playing on, on the wings on defense, it's like getting a brand new defender out on the outside as well, who very well may be one of the best players that we had on the roster last year and had to sit out most of it when, when he had that tear. You know, interesting that you brought up a little bit of last year because – we and we've talked to Tim Howard and Tim, uh, Co- uh, Coach Coach Mulch. See, you should have just gone with the last. I should have just gone with such that. a role, man. man. Uh, anyway, we also mentioned uh, that we talked to principal owner Peter Freud about uh, a little bit of what it was like to play at the ball field. Yeah, look, um, you know, the reality is you can't replicate what we have here. You know, a downtown stadium that was built this way. Uh, if we wanted to replicate it for soccer, it wouldn't be even available to us in this in this environment, right? Economically, uh, financially, it's just, you know, this is a massive undertaking. So um, I can't be more happy with how this has set up, and it really does set up quite well for soccer. Uh, you know, with this, the suite level that we're on right now, the clubs, uh, um, I mean, it just it just has been incredible, and the supporter the supporter section is really the fun of the whole thing, right? Watching those guys. So, so it sounds like the the future of the club is at AutoZone Park. He's right. You can't buy that. It's a great venue because of the way that it was constructed. You just luck out that one of the baselines is long enough where you can have 
some really great sight lines already built in. Yeah. And then you've got the third base side, which is great for Bluff City Mafia and for the supporters group. So it is actually a pretty darn good place to, to watch a game. And by the way, on top of uh, the announcement of Tim Howard, they also announced, uh, by the way, ESPN will yeah. feature Memphis 901 FC for not one but two of their national matches of the week, one in late April and one on June 3rd, which is my birthday. So, guys, oh. hey, hey, front office guys, by I'm the way, saying. if you do need a color commentary guy, <laughs> I'm happy to work on the last birthday before I'm 50. Usually the in-laws like to take me out for chicken piccata. I'm okay. not a big chicken piccata guy, oh, so okay. I'd rather work with whoever's doing play-by-play and eat some stadium food than chicken piccata. So, guys, if you don't do it for any other reason, get me out of the chicken piccata. It would be a privilege to work the match. There are so many hints that would just were dropped right there. I'm just pimping myself out here. I mean, what's Brandon going to be doing? I mean, Grizzlies, boy, we could be in the playoffs, but do those go to late April like that? Oh, uh, but NBA season goes into to summer. Plus, Pete's a play-by-play guy, so that would not take a spot. Okay, all yeah. right. Maybe I can swing a deal with one of the other color commentators. Maybe to take a night off. Just for the, heck, I'll let one of them come up and throw a birthday cake in my yeah. face. I just want to skip the chicken piccata. <laughs> of course, the season uh, is starting March seventh, uh, which is very near and dear to my heart because that is two days after my birthday, and. Uh, we'll just call it three days before my oldest son's birthday. So we're gonna joint co-celebrate at the start of the season. It'd be great to get a win against the Indy 11 because they they had our number last year. I think this is going to be a different 901 FC team. It'd be a great birthday gift for you to be able to uh, get a win to to kick off the season. But I know training begins the last week of January. They're going to be out of town down in South Alabama training for warmer weather, and then they're going to be coming back up here and raring to go for the season. And again, March 7th is going to be the opening night for the team. They got a couple of ESPN games in April and in June. And of course, uh, a full slate of games down at AutoZone Park this year. Yeah, very interesting. No open tryouts this year for the club. Um, of course, last year, the only person taken from the open tryouts was our and, friend, Angie Zokowski. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the head trainer for the team. And uh, the team's in a place now where. Essentially, you've got some folks that are knocking on the door to be on the team that have a, a very impressive resume, and I think over the next few weeks, we're going to see some of those names come out. Boy, exciting stuff. Uh, obviously, this is all out of the press conference. Announcing Tim Howard officially as the sporting director of Memphis 901 FC. Um, we, we've now, I guess, got a lot more oomph behind us with the city and everything like that, backing uh, a nationally renowned star in Tim Howard and Coach Mulqueen as as helming this club. It's just interesting because you have high-profile ex-players that are now running the teams. You'll have, like as you heard a moment ago, Landon Donovan's coaching in San Diego. You'll have David Villa. Of course, Didier Drogba was on the pitch for Phoenix Rising. But yeah, but Howard, Howard's the, got this passion in his belly now to, to just take it to those guys. I mean, you know, one of the, I'm going to be the successful one. One of the easiest things I, I, that, that I encountered with Tim, it, you don't have to big Tim Howard up because he says what he means and yeah. he does what he says, and there's a lot of integrity behind his words, and there's he's not going to go after something halfway. He's going to go in full bore, and I expect nothing different than that when it comes to Memphis 901 FC. I mean, he's already a part owner. He's got skin in the game. Oh, sure. And 
I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this team. I think we're going to have a different look for 2020. Uh, I, I think the honeymoon is over, but the fun is just beginning. Hey, now. I'm liking it. So we'll keep you up to date uh, and abreast of everything happening at Memphis 901 FC and in the areas. And, of course, when, when our next match rolls around, we'll be talking about Premier League and all that other good stuff, too. So not to worry. Absolutely. We've got some great guests uh, on the horizon for you. You can always email us at my3subspodcast at gmail.com, my3subspodcast on Twitter, also on Facebook, and then my3subsoccerpod on Instagram. We'd love to, to hear from you. And if you have any hot takes, if you have any suggestions for guests, we'd love to have uh, your suggestions on those as well. Yeah. And and thanks for letting me intro this uh, this segment here, buddy. I thought it was great. In fact, it, it, it stayed on the rails. It wobbled a little bit when you started <laughs> using first and last names. Yeah. But on a last name basis. Stay with the last names. I mean, that, that was in the wheelhouse, buddy. There's the whistle. Thank you for listening. Check out more of my three subs podcast, A Soccer Odyssey, at 1019kissfm.com and on the iHeartRadio app. If you own a company or if you're a decision maker within a company, I think you're going to want to know about Ease of Approval. Easeofapproval.com is the website. Ease of Approval is a communication tool that is web-based. It's designed to replace email where there's an approval process. It's very flexible. You can use it internally or you can use it business to business. Look, email is great, but it was not designed to handle sensitive workflow. With email, you're just one delete click away from losing vital information. Ease of Approval's dashboard is transparent, which means all the users are going to be focused on what's important, managing their workflow, not wasting valuable time trying to track down a valuable email. And Ease of Approval offers real-time oversight. You can see all the outstanding work that's required in the dashboard, and it's flexible. It's great for single companies or multi-divisional organizations. And Ease of Approval goes with you into those production meetings with real-time performance analytics, meaning you can show everybody who's delivering their goods and services on time and who is falling behind oh and your finance and compliance people are going to love this too because ease of approval provides a transparent audit trail and also simple invoice reconciliation into excel accountability has never been more affordable and simpler go to easeofapproval.com and find out what they can do to help you stay on top of your organization ease of approval accountability made simple well look who's in the podcast studio today it's the president of financial wealth services and huge memphis soccer fan Hal Downing. Hal, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Listen, let's talk about financial wealth services. What do you guys do? We are a source of capital, uh, almost a matchmaker, if you will, between uh, small, medium, large companies and uh, a source of capital for direct investments for high net worth individuals. I know for a fact that you've got a ton of experience in real estate and other aspects of the financial industry, decades of experience, and people can trust you with that. How, how can they pick up the phone and call you? Uh, numbers 901-498-2190. I know that you're a gigantic soccer fan, and probably the only thing you love more than soccer is helping people out. Yes. Uh, 10% of all gross proceeds in my firm go to the Catholic Diocese here in Memphis, and we're also involved in other charities as well. All right. What's that phone number again, and, and, and do you have an email address? 901-498-2190. Email haldowning7 at gmail.com. That's Hal Downing, president of Financial Wealth Services, 901-498-2190. Hal, thanks for coming in, and thanks for being a supporter of this podcast. Really do appreciate you. Thank you. I love talking soccer, but I also love talking about real estate, too. And, and people ask me about both a lot. And one of the big questions I get in real estate is, how's the housing market? The housing market looks great, and interest rates are near historical lows. And really, it all comes down to when is the time right for you. If you're ready to make your move, give me a call. Tim Van Horn at Cry Like Realtors. 901-756-8900 is my office number. 
Brody, can I give him my cell number? Oh, I can? Okay. 901-262-5000. That's my cell phone. You can also go to my website, timvanhorn.com. I can help you with your move around the block, around the city, around the state, and even around the world, too. I have a network of relocation certified agents just ready to help you. They are dying for your business, and I can put you in touch with those. All it takes is pick up the phone, give me a call. 901-756-8900. That's my office number. You can call me at my cell, 901-262-5000. Or just go online. Check me out at timvanhorn.com. That's timvanhorn.com with Cry Like Realtors.